0: Welcome and thank you for visiting us for today's message by Dr. R. L. Davis. For more information regarding our ministry, please stay tuned until after the following message. St. John chapter 6 and verse 65, it's a long chapter but we've got a few verses to look at. So we're going to finish up from from this morning's sermon a little bit, try to, even though there's no stopping place. Uh, We're going to try to talk a little bit about the rewards of being a disciple, the rewards of being a disciple. And one of the greatest rewards I can think of is our future home in a glory land called the New Jerusalem over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I stand. Over in the glory land. That old song we used to sing. Might ought to do it sometime. Get out the songbook, and look it up and do it. But that's a big reward that we're going to receive. And uh, so that's, that's settled and all the blessings in future eternity is settled, waiting upon us to arrive. Hallelujah. But right now we have some blessings that we can receive because we're faithful to the Lord's will and what he wants for our lives, and we need those things too. Amen. Therefore said I unto you that no man can come to me except that were given to him of my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, I don't know of any evidence that they ever came back. I hope they did come back after Pentecost Sunday, but I'm not sure about that. The Bible says they went back and walked no more with him. So we'll just let the word speak for itself. They were disciples. Let's say disciples. Disciples. All right. Then Jesus said to the 12 in verse 67, will you also go away? That's his original 12 disciples. 68, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. In other words, you're the man. There's no place else to go. So I'm sticking with you. Even though later on he denied the Lord three times, he repented and came back and was restored and became a great apostle. Hallelujah. So God's grace and faithfulness is always granted. There's going to be some rewards for being a disciple. And I realize it's not easy. I realize the message this morning was pretty straightforward. That's the way it has to be sometimes. and no beating around the bush, black and white, this is the way that it is. But, you know, on the positive side of this thing, there's some great rewards we're going to receive and, and many benefits we, we experience in this life because we serve God and, and we are His disciple. So the requirements of discipleship, pale into comparison to the rewards. In Matthew chapter 11 now, I want to look at a principle. Praise God. Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, and we use this verse a lot of times in different ways, but Jesus said here in verse 28, red letter, Come to me, all you that labor. Now that means who serve will, but right now we're talking about disciples. We use this for sinners, but lo- uh, disciples get weary. See, uh, we 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 have to combat the world, demons, uh, the beast system, and, and the flesh and self nature and carnality and all the things that are against us. Nevertheless, if God is for us, who can be against us? And the Bible says, "No one." Come to me. I could put it this way. You disciples come to me. So you can live for God and and it starts to be a heavy thing. You can get in the ministry and it starts to be an an overwhelming burden. And so these disciples then, you know, our strength is from Jesus. Can I get an amen? Father, we thank you for your word in Jesus' name, by the way. All you disciples that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Praise God. We get down, we think we can not go, where do we need to go? To Jesus and let him give us his rest. He said his yoke was easy and his burden was light. That's the first principle that a disciple must learn to come to Jesus. He wants us to. Bring him your cares, cast your cares on him. Uh... Let him carry the load of life's journey. Amen. We're hooked up with him. Uh, yoke. You ever see a yoke of oxen? Now We've seen that in Africa. Uh, I saw that one time. There were two oxen in this wooden yoke, and this kid's riding on the back of a, of a wagon and had corn or something on there and those. But, you know, when I was a kid, my granddad had two mules, and they were plowing a garden. I know you don't know what a plow is sometimes, some of you, but it was a plow that he had to hold, put the reins around his neck, gee, ha, and they go this way and go that way, and plow the garden. You ever see that, anybody? You ever see that? Well, those mules are smart, and that smart mule will begin to lag behind and make the other one pull the load. Until Granddad laid that leather on his rump. Straighten up, pull your share. But in the, th- in the things of Jesus, we're along for the ride. He's pulling. We can't pull it. He pulls it for us. But we are yoked up with it. Praise God. So. To have a heavy yoke put upon you. In this time period that Jesus was talking about. And it relates to us too. But. First off, uh, just your body can get you down. Religion can lay a yoke on you uh, more more precisely, Judaism. see, Jesus had to combat the Pharisees and the Jews, and the, the Pharisees, scribes. they would lay this heavy yoke on people, and they wouldn't do anything to help them. see. Yet they were exempt from it, kind of like politicians today. But so you see, we can get yoked down with things that seem well, but it isn't really from God. Because Jesus said, His yoke was easy and His burden was light. Amen. He said, I'm meek and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your soul. Now, your brain, your mind's part of your soul. Your brain, your your mind's in your brain, I'm told. Haven't seen it yet, but. It's got to be there somewhere in the inner man. And sometimes we just need a little rest in our souls. Our emotions are out of whack and our minds, uh, you know, cluttered. And uh, it's difficult to make decisions sometimes. And we need that rest that comes from God. If you follow Christ and come to him, he will give us the rest we need to go through anything that we face. Praise God with victory. If we are not disciples and servants of Christ, then we are slaves to sin and the devil. There is no in between. Amen. Now let's look at Romans 6.16 here. And so how many want to be a disciple? Second question, how many will be? See, your your choice is involved. And if you make that decision, Satan will try to stop you, but he can't. He can't do it. The devil, listen, the devil and demons cannot override your will, child of God. The only people on earth that have their will violated are demon-possessed people. Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Now, we can be attacked, we can be afflicted, we can be... uh, Obsessed, you know it's the Satan's attack on mind and body, but we cannot be possessed. Amen. Don't forget that. Amen. The greater the one lives in us, he will not allow an unclean spirit to come in and room with him. Praise God, hallelujah. No visitors allowed when it comes to that. Amen. Romans 6:16, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves, servants, to obey. His servants, you are to whom you obey. Whether sin and death, or obedience unto righteousness. One or the other. That's where we are. If we are disciples, we will be obedient to what He wants, which is the fulfillment of His word. Then a disciple is not burdened. Strike that. A disciple. To be a disciple, it is not a burden, but a blessing. Amen. I'll get it up. Can't read writing it when it's wrote. And I don't write that much down. Some of it just comes from you know who. <laughs> it isn't a burden to be a disciple, it's a blessing. Praise God. These people going around shamefaced. And, oh, gloom and is the They naked on me. It's a hard old way. And you know, pray for me. And I'll endure to the bitter end. You know, the devil's on the back. That's not a disciple. A disciple is yoked up with the greater one that's never suffered defeat. Can I get an amen? And so we take on his traits and characteristics. We need counsel from him. We need, that's not a long note, we need counsel from Jesus. He is the great counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. See? He is the one that has the answer. He is the answer. But now, in the natural, if you're going to counsel people, sometimes the counselor can take on the traits of the counselees. <laughs> it's called transference. But the carnal worldly counselor has no way of escape except to get doped up. Hello. But now a minister of the gospel, we might counsel people, but I I refuse to take on negative traits. I'll give them back to the system that it came from and remain focused and hooked up with Jesus. Yes, amen. Good teaching right there. Hallelujah. Now. Now. God gives us the ability to meet his requirements. How can you lose? You cannot. That is, if you're committed. Commit the ways unto the Lord, see? Trust in him. So if God asks us to do something uh, in the way of discipleship training, and I'll get to the rewards in a minute, hopefully, uh, he gives us the ability to meet his requirements. I teach it a lot, of, a lot of times. It's the divine enablement. God gives us the divine enablement to fulfill his will in style 100% and to do exactly what he wants us to do. Why? Well, we love God. And secondly, when you're doing those things for him, whatever it might be, you'll feel the anointing. There's nothing like it on earth. Amen. Nothing. I know when I have the anointing and I know when I don't, but I also know he never leaves me. So it's as He wills, you see. We're yoked with Him. I'm not leading Him. He's leading me. I'm not following Him so much as I'm hooked up with Him. Praise God. He's not up there. I'm not getting behind, losing, losing the sight of Jesus. No, He's yoked up with me, and I'm yoked up with Him. Shut Him miss somebody. I'll tell you what, we're going to win every battle. Because Christ is the one that makes the decisions. We just follow what he says. The third thing, the Lord's thoughts are revealed to his disciples. His innermost thoughts and secrets are revealed to his disciples. You want to know God? (laughs) Be a trustworthy disciple because he'll reveal things to you others will not have revealed. For example, when we look at Mark chapter 4 and I think we'll go there and stop off there and see what that says here tonight. Praise God. 11 and 12 Mark 4 He said unto them unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God but to them that are without all these things are done in parables. So he would speak in parables as was prophesied from the prophets in the Old Testament. And nobody can understand it. But here's the deal. Everybody say, here's the deal. Now verse 12. That seeing they may not see and not perceive and hear and they may not hear and not understand. Lest any time they should be converted and their sins be forgiven Then, Now here comes the deal. I'll get it right. And verse 34. Jump on down here. See if I can find it. But without a parable spake He not unto them. And when they were alone, He expounded all things to His disciples. Can I have an amen? amen? Not everybody gets the goodies. Not everybody has things revealed that secret. Only God's disciples... And everybody else is wondering what in the world is going on. Well, that's their problem. They're not disciplined. They're not discipleship caliber. Right. Amen. Amen. You heard the requirements of discipleship this morning. And did isn't easy. But what do you got to lose? Right. What are you going to gain? Well, everything. Yeah. Everything that God has. 300 billion galaxies. In Deuteronomy 29, 29, my favorite scripture I go to for everything I do not know. But here's something I do know about this verse. You need to write this verse down. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to what? Us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Say it with me one more time out loud. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. We may do all the words of the word, do all the, the uh, words of the Bible. The new covenant. And so not everyone understands the secret things of God because it's hidden. But to us, it is revealed. That is, to the disciples, it's revealed. I think you're getting the message, aren't you? I have a friend that says, I've got to know. He says, I want to know, and I've got to know. He's talking about the things that are secret. He said, I've got to know. And I said, "Yeah, you know, me too. I have to know. That's my quest in life. I want to know the secret things. The only way we'll ever have it manifest in our minds and our hearts uh, uh, is to be a close walking disciple. You know what holiness is? Holiness is not hardness. But it's simply defined in, in my thinking as a heart attitude that always says yes to the master. Whatever he says... Yes, sir. You're the boss. Can I have an amen? That's holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord, the word of God says. And so God requires us to become his disciples. You're chosen to be his disciple, everybody. Amen. Amen. And that's a good thing. Because he expounds all things to his disciples. Now, there's a time factor involved. You've got to grow into a certain place. He's not going to give you some revelation that you can't comprehend. And even then, it's difficult to do because it's supernatural things, see? Supernatural things. God is supernatural. Rewards will be based... Listen to this now. Our rewards for discipleship will be based on motives, not... Necessarily our actions. Anybody can act. Anybody can do. But the motive is what God looks at. And So true disciples then. Have proper motives. They, they don't have ulterior things. They want to be. To, for selfish reasons. Motives. Will be reward for. We'll be rewarded for good motives in this life and in the one to come. So rewards come not so much on response, but as a reason for service. What is your reason for serving God? Are you just going through the one, two, three, you know? Are... Are our motives correct? Are we serving God just for the loaves and the fishes? And then when the hard times come, bye bye. I see a lot of people hitchhiking in the church. Just hitchhikers, going to be left, let out on the next stop sign. They're just here for what they can get, you know. And after they absorb that, they're gone. Selfish individuals, not disciples. A disciple is a giver because the more you give the more god's going to give you. Right. We cannot outgive god. Matthew 10 now in verse 40. Praise the lord god. Rewards come. Because the motive and reason For service is correct. He that receives you receives me. And he that receives me receives him that sent me. Wow. That's heavy. Praise God. Our greatest reward, how many wants to know? Our greatest reward for being a disciple is Jesus himself. (laughs) (laughs) And the great (laughs) seawalker speaks to the storm. He speaks to the storm. I'm still aging in my voice. And they obey. Amen. He's always doing good stuff. Always still is or he wouldn't be he'd, he, he would have changed if he's not doing good things. Oftentimes we can't see what he's doing, I know, but it shows up in the natural, but it started over here in the spirit world. see God knows the exact timing and everything. He knows exactly what we need. He knows when to tell the angels to go over there and and be waiting for uh, my servant, my disciple because he's going to mess up now I want the angels to take care of him. And get him to the mess that he made. And then and he can go on and serve me. Angels minister to the saints. Praise God. There is salvation. But The greatest reward. Is the Lord Jesus. Himself. Praise God. You know. and Hebrews 11.6. That, that's a verse that I think everyone here knows. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Hallelujah. It is without faith, it is impossible to please Him. He that comes to God must believe that He is. Now, how many knows that? Sure. And He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now, if you're a disciple following Christ, listen. You're seeking Him twenty-four-seven, not just a few hours on Sunday. See. The Word prepares you to seek Him through the weak. You're being conditioned to become a strong disciple and receive all the goodies and the benefits of serving Christ in this world and the one to come. It's important to sit under the Word of God, as you know. So then... Another thing now, and the last thing I guess I could think about tonight would be, sometimes we feel like God takes away things from us. Uh, I don't know that God takes away anything from us that's good. Uh, For example, that which is taken away is replaced with something better. So if you feel like that the Lord has taken something away, then he, he has replaced it with something bigger and better. That's the way God is. Now, I know we suffer grief sometimes in families. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that you don't need. It's harmful. He will take it away. But he'll replace it with something that's way better. That's right. The thing is, we must be willing to allow him to take the negative out of our lives. That's called sanctification. Amen. Now in Psalms 84, so we grow as the Lord takes things out of our life that's not pleasing, and He replaces it with good stuff, mainly from Him, all from Him, that is pleasing, and then we wind up better, better off in every way, period, In Psalms 84 and verse 11. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing. God does not give bad things. If you think it's bad, try the Spirit. And if it is bad, it's from the devil. God does not do bad things to His children. Now, He does correct us. He chastens the ones He loves. But it's for our good. And if He didn't chasten us, we're not even in His family. Let alone being a disciple. And so God only withholds what is not good. God is incapable of giving something bad. He's holy, pure love. So because of grace and pure love and the way that God really is, He will always withhold that which is not good for you and me. We don't know. We think it might be good. And then from the outset, it seems right, but... Did the fruit on the tree that Adam and Eve partook of, it looked good, but was it? No. So you see, he will give us all good things, but he will not give us bad things. That is if you're a disciple. We had that assurance tonight, even. So consider the rewards following Jesus. If we follow Jesus, then we're going to receive some rewards, and a phrase I heard concerning following Jesus and being his disciple is there is no other way. There is no better way and there is no easier way than his way. (laughs) Let me say it again. There is no better way. There is no other way There is no easier way than His way. That's the straight and narrow road. That leads to life eternal. How many is on it tonight? So then, by grace, we will become His disciples. I cannot struggle and strain and help God. I have to yield to the Holy Spirit power. And not quench the spirit. Things like that. Don't grieve the spirit. Uh, Be quick to say yes to the Lord when you know it's from him. Uh, Ask him to give you clarity and understanding of his word. He'll reveal the secrets to you. He will not reveal the secrets to those that are carnal. Only those that are his disciples. And want to be spiritually like Jesus. So by grace we will become his disciples. And by faith, we will receive the rewards for now and all eternity. We must accept this. This is God's plan. The last verse tonight is Romans chapter 8 and verse 18. This is God's plan. Praise God. 16 Romans 816 sorry now let's drop down to 18 sorry again sorry sorry the last verse being then made free from sin you become the servants of righteousness that's six seven eight it's the iPad it's not it's not my fault it's the iPad Let's try 8.18 again. Maybe I'll get it right here. Oh, there it is. I marked it. All right. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. I know we have it tough sometimes in this world and in this life, but we're just pilgrims passing through everybody. We're just passing through We're just sowing the word. One day we won't be here. Just a pilgrim passing through. And God's got a number. He knows where we are. He's with us. Always. Praise God. And I'm going to follow him. How about you? Where he leads, I will follow. Sometimes he says, just stay and rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. There's one last thing I want to say tonight. We need to enjoy our salvation. Salvation is not a drudgery. We need to enjoy the Lord. He wants us to rejoice because we have the victory. A disciple of Christ there is no greater calling that I know of generally in the church than to be a disciple of Christ. No greater. Amen. Are you a disciple tonight? And if you are, follow the Lord 100%. Don't think about turning back to the side. Just keep focused like a, like a horse with blinders. Just keep going forward. And there's no going back, or no compromise. We're, gonna, we're here for the long haul. We're serving God until we leave this earth or the rapture comes and that's it and nobody can change my mind. Nobody can change your mind because you're a dedicated, committed disciple and Christ is your boss. Amen. He knows what's best for us. He won't give us anything bad. He gives us all things richly freely to enjoy. Bless the Lord and rich. Add no sorrow with it. All we have to do is say, yes, Lord, I want it. I want it. I want it and I want it and I will have it. I hope you enjoyed today's message by Dr. R.L. Davis, pastor and overseer of Zion Word Ministries International. For more information regarding our ministry and mission, please visit us online at ZWMI.com. Once again, that's ZWMI.com. Or visit us on Facebook at Zion Word Ministries International of my Savior Sp-